That is correct. I want to have the full twinkly effect here. You're going full twinkle here. Wait, you need to turn the top one or the bottom one so that they are more aligned. Yeah, well, back a little ways, just a tiny bit, just so you can just barely see the flame. Not, you know, or you can move that one. Move that one to the left or to the other one to the right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> there you go. That's close enough. <laughs> we'll see when you get over here. Because the last time you had them lit, it's like the, 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 the flop on the top of the candle was the same on both candles. It was, they were kind of, it was like synchronized swimming. Can candle flop. It was like uh, synchronized uh, candle flames. Mm -hmm. It was like that. I can't take it. Uh-oh. It's an alert. The National Tsunami Warning. Okay. has issued a tsunami advisory for the Snohomish County coastline. You're kidding. Waves and strong currents may reach the county coastline later this morning, but still uncertain. Impacts may at last several. So avoid Puget Sound beaches and waterfront area. Wow. Those alerts really scare the heck out of me. Yeah, well, they, they sound like you know, the old uh, emergency broadcast system. <laughs> yeah, they do. Alert warnings on the radio, you know. Or on the TV or whatever. I haven't seen one of those in a while. I think they have them, they're automated now so yeah. that they can happen like below sonic level or something. You can test them without having to interrupt programming. But there was something kind of greatly alarming and mildly reassuring about hearing those emergency. This is a test. Of well, emergency partially because you're thinking if there was an emergency, Had this maybe. been an actual emergency, you would have been instructed as to where to go. So then you get these, and it's instructing you. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, wait a minute. It's like when we got that tornado warning that day. Oh, I know. That yeah. was wild. That was wild. And there was a big black cloud, you know, going over, and the wind was whipping, and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I guess that's probably how it feels when you actually yeah. live through something like that. <laughs> I'm sure. It starts out like... with a, wait a minute. <laughs> I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. <laughs> Those kind of things don't happen around here. Yeah, ham and eggs. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> Makes you want to say, it's 8.55 a.m. Saturday, January the 15th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a Thomas Newman thing there almost, you know, only kind of doinkier, you know? Well, the emergency broadcast system at least makes me feel like, you know, we're a real radio thing. Yeah, but, but should we start taking up the furniture off the floor and stuff like that? <laughs> Get putting things on, raising things up, you know? We're on the second floor. I know. We don't have to worry. Okay. <laughs> what about our stuff downstairs? What about the Arabian Nights Wonder Room? <laughs> no, nothing's going to happen in the Arabian Nights Wonder Room. Okay. We're not that close to a tsunami. You know, the, the, one of the things I always think about when I'm laying in bed at night and thinking about the earthquake and it's going to happen like right now while we're both laying in bed and I'm naked and stuff like that. 
<laughs> so that you get up and there's nothing but rubble and broken glass and you can't even find some clothing to put on. <laughs> so you go wandering out into the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Unfortunately. Is, yeah. This is how I imagine. And, and the other thing I was going to say, what triggered that yeah. is because Echo Lake suddenly comes spilling out. Oh, I see. You know, Echo and Lake. Ba- Lake Ballinger comes down from above and Echo Lake comes up from below and yeah. It's a deluge of uh, stagnant water. I'm glad that I'm not thinking that way in life. Especially since at the same time there's a toxic algae bloom being reported in Echo Lake so that we're all infected by that as well as everything else. And we become like uh, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, we, we, we mutated. Swamp okay. thing. Swamp well, thing. Swamp thing. At there least we, we would become a swamp thing. Yeah, I mean. It's true. At least we had a fu- have a future. You <laughs> yes. know, something to look forward to. <laughs> Something to relish as we anticipate <laughs> times to come. Well, Happy New Year and all that. Kind of <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, Diane. Don't you think? Or oh, has no. it been a slow no, week no. In here in Lake Ar- Barbiturate? <laughs> it's been a slow, like, a slow week slow. In here in Lake Barbiturate? Yes. I want that to warn everybody the... that I, I can't talk this morning. I started well, well, the day saying, I... <laughs> What was it you said? I said, I'm making. <laughs> I haven't making. <laughs> I was trying to set a, say said, that I hadn't yeah. made a cup of tea for me. <laughs> yet. I haven't and... making, and I said, <laughs> a, a, a good sentence in English? <laughs> yeah. So... so... So because of that, that the whole day is kind of like yeah. has to be shelved, and we'll yeah. try again tomorrow, kind of thing. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's where we sit, people. That's where we sit. But at least it's pretty in here with all the little sparkly lights, the candles and stuff lit. Yeah. The candles are finally synchronized. Yes, synchronized candles. Synchronized candles. It's an Olympic sport. <sighs> yeah, it's been a slow week. So I don't really have a lot to talk about about this week except, you know, things that we have discovered in the video world, which that's I, true. You know, it's really exciting for to me. me. For me, it's been a week of, of varied therapeutics. I can't believe I had physical therapy on Tuesday, I had acupuncture on Thursday, and I had that doctor's appointment yesterday. Some weeks are just like that. Yeah, the, some are. Clusters of, you know. But uh, I my work is still cruising along. Nothing. Is it is that what's gonna happen? Is that gonna be the end of the Bill and Diane show? And we basically week after week nothing has happened. It's been a slow week here in Lake Barbiturate. And... But see, that's the thing that made me realize that I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that's the thing that made me realize that there are all sorts of things going on in your mind, not mm. just about your daily operations. Well, that's true. And uh, this morning I was thinking about the fact that my dad's birthday is um, it, it, it's January 15th, and he has been passed for a long, long time. That's today. Is it today? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Today is it is. That's why I was thinking about it. Is probably my my psyche was going. It's Dad's birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dad! Happy birthday, Ralph! 
But um, so I was thinking about the music for today, and I was thinking, you know, I would, I'd like to feature something that my dad liked, yeah. you know. And so I started thinking about all the songs that my dad liked that I remembered well, you know. Both my parents really loved music, and I remember my dad saying that his he, they never had music in their household. You know, when the, he was a kid? When he was a kid, yeah. yeah. Um, it was actually one of the questions that I had in this book to our grandchildren's children or something like that. It's, it's just a series of questions that you could ask your parents or your grandparents to hear a little bit about their history. And when I asked this question about what were the sounds around your house, did you have music, they have some prompts in there. Right. Um, my mother was talking about all the music. My grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, was always playing music. She liked to play light opera. She liked to play uh, kind of the light classics. And she always had the radio on. So I was thinking that my dad would say something of the same because we always had music in our house. But he said, no, we didn't have music at all. And so when I was thinking about that, I was thinking, but they had, my grandparents had an old gramophone that my brother and I discovered down in their basement. When we used to go down to see my grandparents in Portland or up, we used to live in California, um, we would always like to explore this basement area because the adults were upstairs and we would just play down in the basement. And they had this old gramophone. So I was thinking, so that gramophone must have been for my dad and his brother. I, I doubt very much if, I don't think that my grandparents were as much into music as my parents' uh, generation would have been. I just think that they were working hard, you know. But anyway, that's what got me thinking about this whole, what the music would be today. <sighs> and I also was thinking about the fact that you have been talking to me about the old Edison that your mom still has in her house. It's an old Edison phonograph. But it's it's really interesting because when I think about my dad and the songs that he loved, I was thinking about, you know, there's so many varieties of music that he enjoyed. He even enjoyed Toto. I remember going to the record store with him and I was going to buy a Toto record and then he was buying another one of the Toto and I said oh dad I've I'm getting this for, I thought he was getting it for me and he said oh I'm getting this for me I love I love the music of Toto uh -huh. he liked all the upbeat songs yeah, like know. Africa right like Africa, and, Africa and there were but there were some other upbeat songs he didn't like the the slow ballady things and he, both my parents loved classical music. My dad and my mom both introduced us to big band era, which we loved. I, I always loved everything that they introduced me to. Um, and vice versa. They loved a lot of the things that 
we introduced them to. So I remember my dad talking about the song Evergreen by, um, I think that that song's by Paul Williams, but it was sung by Barbara Streisand. And he loved that song because that's the way he felt about my mom. So I can't listen to that song now without thinking about my dad's feelings for my mom. So in any event, that's what got me got me gotted me started. <laughs> See, I, you started? I, I think gotted I'm you having a stroke. Complete, com- <laughs> speak complete sentences. <laughs> See, that's the problem. You're losing the ability to speak, and I'm losing the ability to make a good joke about it in the moment. <laughs> so uh, I think our our decline curves are, you know, synchronized. Oh, more synchronicity, more synchronicity, Diane. <laughs> Pretty soon, the Bill and Diane show will just be. Some- <laughs> A series of unrelated babble-like sentences that, that don't make any sense. I have to, speaking of the part that went for the thing. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think about my my dad had a a large collection of old seventy eights, and there was this old phonograph that was not well. It was probably from the late forties, early fifties. It had a you know they had the used to have the felt. Uh, turntables oh, right. you know, and stuff like yeah. that. But it was a record chain. You could actually stack a stack of these old wax 78s on it and they would plop down and I always thought, God, they were so, they seemed so brittle and so fragile that I never used a, the record changer on it. And it was one of the first uh, pho- little portable phonographs that had a the higher stem and you could, you know, drop down records. But he always had like Jimmy Durante albums and Phil Harris and but he also loved John Philip Sousa. He loved Sousa marches. And that was always one of his. And he liked uh, Scottish bagpipe music, too. He had a collection of the, the Highland Pipers, you know, greatest hits or some kind of thing. But these were all in old-style albums that were multi-records. An album used to be a book yeah, that's, you know, that you opened up. That's what I were, remember there were about. pages with a, a two-sided record. There would be five the paper, records. They had yeah, a paper, paper slots in and, between. Yeah, and you'd have like ten songs on five records, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I still remember. I don't know. I have such a clear memory of pulling this particular record out, and it's going to be in our song list today. But it was a, a slow boat uh, on a slow boat to China. Right, and I and remember we had a song never... that I used to play over and over because I had that record player and my dad's old seventy eights up in my room for years, and I would, you know, I would pretend to be a radio disc jockey, a disc. Uh, just jogging a collection of these old weird songs on the old uh, 78 RPM record player and c- record that on a cassette and you know well, just welcome to you know, doing the usual stuff but Tim and I used to drive my mother crazy with all the time we would be walking around being the boss jock I'm the boss jock on the boss station playing the boss music that my boss told me to play that was, Tim. that was Tim's big line that I always imitated and my, oh my God. and my mom would say, "Will you two go outside with that?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, time and temperature checks. News on my half hour. It's so interesting to because when you have a song like that that has been around since you were a kid, it's hard to remember how you felt when you first heard it. Because now it seems like I've heard that song in all sorts of movies and various places, but 
but I do remember the first time that we heard that scratchy old um, thick record through one of those horns, you know, that... Well, that, that's all the have. Edison is. They, all they, they learned later that they could enclose that horn in a box and make it into a piece of furniture, you know. Oh, so, the so Edison, there's actually a horn oh, in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, there's a horn. Wow. There's actually a, a ball, like one of our dryer balls. It's, it was made out of wool, I think, and you would push it into the horn to lower the volume. That's how you control the volume of it. Wow. Is by moving this ball in and out of the horn. So... Well, it was so fascinating to us as kids yeah. because we were like, wow, it's look at this, this old it's thing. It's this old technology that really works. And they made these machines to last because they had no concept of you know, durable goods and planned obsolescence and any of that kind of crap that we have to deal with now. And so these things, it's like a typewriter, man. It was, this is a machine and it was made sturdy. It amazes me that that old Edison still plays. You know, I don't think, I mean, maybe my grandfather oiled the parts once in a while. I think I remember there being a little, like an antique bottle of oil that used to travel with it or used to be inside it somewhere or something. Because you, you this front, the front fabric thing that covers the speaker, you can just kind of pull it off and you can move the, move the volume and then put it, just stick it back on there. And there's this big drawer in the front with all the records in it. I don't know. I love that. It's so interesting how these these memories arise of yeah. of your parents. I was thinking about, I was talking to you about all these snatches of memory that I had, just even thinking about the music. And I, I don't know, it's interesting. You start going through mentally the record collection that your parents had. And yeah, the but the stereo. other thing that you can do as if you sit and think about it, you can walk through your grandparents' house in your mind. I can walk through both of my grandparents' houses. I can reimagine what the living room looked like and then you walked around this corner to get to the kitchen and there was that radio sitting there on the counter. You'd turn this way and there were the windows looking out on the Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. This is my maternal grandparents' house. My grand, my paternal grandparents' house was, they had the house that my dad grew up in they had moved off of the lot at 722 Taihee Avenue, American Falls, Idaho, 83211. <laughs> and they had moved this other house, this nice, more modern brick house, onto the same lot. And that's where they, they moved into a new house without moving off of the same property. It's because it was just placed on top of the, where the old house used to be and that that was their new house. Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, you went downstairs, and there was a room in the basement where I always slept that had all my dad's stuff in it from when he was a kid. All his old books and his old toys, and they were all in this big closet on one side of the room. And I proceeded through my life destroying all of my dad's old toys. He had these Gene Autry cap guns that were, like, heavy. And uh, all all the big little books and all the different things. I can still see I, all of that. My grandparents my moved, but I remember their, um, my grandparents, Schulstedt. Actually, I remember both my grandparents' homes. But I remember the home that they were in from when I was a kid. It was the home where my father grew up in. They had one of those dormer mm-hmm. um, yeah. situations. And yeah. 
And I remember the old toys. They were in a that in that time they were in a like a closet in the hall upstairs, mm. and and we would always get them out because they were so weird, yeah. you know. Yeah. My dad had all these old matchbox cars that were from that era, kind of thing, you know, and the 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 wheels on them were like made of with this weird cardboard that was painted or something, and so these wheels would just fall apart sometimes. And, I don't know. It was. Uh, I remember some sort of. It was one of those. I don't know whether people have seen these before, but I think they were still around when we were kids, where you would have a cow on the top of it, and it was a cylinder below, and you would turn it over and then turn it back right side up, and oh, it yeah. had some sort of thing that went. Oh, yeah. Those little boxes, those little round boxes. Yeah. yeah. It was a very strange toy to us back yeah, then. There were all kinds of weird, strange toys. The little, the little uh, wooden handle with the little cup on it with a little ball and a string. Yes. And you would try to catch the ball in the cup. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I still got one of those upstairs, that toy with the ball and the string. I still got it. It was from my dad's house. And also this little box, this little wooden box that was in my grandfather's shop. And when we when we were moving my grandmother, after my grandfather died, we were moving my grandmother to Tacoma. And we went over there to clean out the house. Uh, that was one thing that I took for me out of my grandparents' house. Well, I took several things, actually. Inside that box was an old uh, an old knife of my, da- of my grandfather's, an old pocket knife, stuff like that. There were all these things that said Davy Grain and Fuel on them, and all these things that said Utah King Cole, because my grandfather dealt in, in food, uh, Purina Chows and furnace fuel, you know, heating oil and coal and stuff for people's, for the trains, and for, because trains still ran on coal in those days, and yada, yada, yada. American Falls, Idaho, has this, been this place it's like bedford falls in my mind but it is a very run down dilapidated little community but it always just seemed magical because it was where my dad grew up yeah and there was a dam there on the snake river and a dam when you're a kid seeing a dam is pretty cool then there was the year that they drained the dam and we drove down into the old town because they had moved the entire town up on the hill it was no. just a legendary place. What a I know it's what a, a blast of your in your head of of memory. It's yeah. and the the interesting thing about your memory is that you're just it's less like different places are getting lit up and you're going oh and this and this yeah. and this and remember the so. and the thing with the yeah. so the songs are like little bookmarks, you know, because the song takes you back into that entire set of memories. So there's something magical about music uh, in that it's transported in that way. I mean, I think about, you know, Tommy James and the Chandelles, Crimson and Clover, 47 Degrees, uh, 317, Tommy James and the Chandelles, Crimson and Clover. Pardon me, I'm having that drink of coffee. Oh boy. It's good coffee. Over, over, and over. 
I used to be able to do it better. <laughs> you do it pretty good. What's a chandelle? Can you tell me what a chandelle is? I have no idea. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's like something a because yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's age and the chandrels. It probably is based on that kind of thing. Anyway, silly whoa. <laughs> where did the show go, Diane? We have been in a rabbit hole, swirling the drain, circling the drain. Maybe we should just play the music. I think we should just play the music. Yeah. And what an odd little show. So the the music is an odd little collection, or odd little pairing. Yes. One song from the old... The old Ralph Schulstad collection and one from the old Tom Davy collection. Yeah. There is no verse to this song Cause I don't want to wait a moment too long To say that I'd love to get you On a slow boat to China All to myself Get you and keep you in my arms evermore. Leave all your lovers weeping on a faraway shore. Out on the briny with that moon big and Slow boat to China. 
sounds funny, I know, but it really is so. Sounds funny, I know, but it really is so. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. Now, many, many years ago, when I was 23, I was married to a widder who was pretty as could be. This widder had a grown-up daughter who had hair of red. My father fell in love with her, and soon they two were wed. This made my dad my son-in-law and changed my very life. My daughter was my mother cause she was my father's wife. To complicate the matter even though it brought me joy, I soon became the father of a bouncing baby boy. My little baby then became a brother-in-law to dad. And so became my uncle, though it made me very sad. For if he was my uncle, then that also made him brother of the widow's grown-up daughter, who of course was my stepmother. I'm my own grandpa. I'm my own grandpa. It sounds funny, I know, but it really is so. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. Father's wife then had a son who kept them on the run. And he became my grandchild, for he was my daughter's son. My wife is now my mother's mother, and it makes me blue. Because although she is my wife, she's my grandmother too. I'm my own grandpa. I'm my own grandpa. It sounds funny, I know, but it really is so. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. is my grandmother then I'm her grandchild and every time I think of it it nearly drives me wild for now I have become the strangest case you ever saw as husband of my grandmother I am my own grandpa I'm my own grandpa I'm my own grandpa it sounds funny I know but it really is so Oh, I'm my own grandpa. Oh.